Welcome to the Ottawa Valley Sports Series Podcast, your source for sport in the Ottawa Valley. My name's Noelle, and I'm your host. Tune in on Tuesdays every other week as we interview local athletes, teams, coaches, sport organizations, and businesses who are continuing to empower and inspire the next generation of sport in our community. In today's episode, I will be interviewing Stacy, the club president and one of the junior coaches for the Petawawa Pembroke and Valley Rugby Football Club. The Petawawa Pembroke and Valley Rugby Football Club is the only Eastern Ontario Rugby Union Club located in the Ottawa Valley that offers programming for adults and teenagers with plans for minor in the future. The Petawawa Pembroke and Valley Rugby Club compete in the Eastern Ontario Rugby Union, one of the four divisions of Rugby Ontario. The Eastern Ontario Division consists of teams from Lanark, Brockville, Kingston and Ottawa. Thank you so much, Stacey, for coming on the Ottawa Valley Sports Series podcast to tell me all about the Petawawa Pembroke Valley Rugby Club. I'm super excited to hear all about it, as well as how it started and about all of the successes of the past season. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So tell us a bit about about the club. So rugby has been in and out of the valley as a sport for quite a few years. Uh, For the longest time... It has just been a senior men's program, which was representative of the base in Petawawa and people being posted in who had played rugby in other locations and then looking to start something locally here. So it's it's often existed as senior men's programming. And recently we've looked to expand uh, the programming that the club offers into senior women's and in the junior divisions, which caters to teenagers. Oh, okay. And I did did notice you guys... You guys started a women's team, was that this year? Uh, Not this year. Uh, We have had senior women's athletes. It's it's been very difficult just coming back from uh, COVID there. Okay. We we launched last year officially for senior women's and the, the program has been seeing a lot of growth, especially as we have junior athletes who play with us for the uh, junior women divisions aging into the senior women category. Um, But we have been seeing a lot of growth and given the number of people that are required on a rugby field, we are not yet at a position where we are offering our own team where it's just Valley athletes, unfortunately. Uh, 15 people are on the field at a time in rugby 15s. So right now, all of our club teams have been working in combination with other clubs within the EORU to help regrow the sport uh, with rugby being such a niche uh, sporting activity in the Valley. It's, we're not the only club that got heavily impacted by the COVID lockdown. Okay. Yeah. So uh, all the clubs looking to, to regrow the sport as a result. So the big goal for the season across the board has been getting people out, getting people interested in the sport and just growing it back. Yeah. Yeah. Well, COVID hit a lot of sports. It was really difficult to come back from that. Well, and rugby's such a touchy sport. I mean, there's no way <laughs> to avoid there's no way to avoid getting into contact not only with your teammates but with the with the opposing squad. Yeah, that's that's very true. So it it definitely would have been challenging for you guys. Hmm. And how many teams uh, are currently active or competing? Like, how many groups? You said you had juniors, you have seniors. Yes, yeah, so currently our club, and this varies club to club within the EORU, uh, for example, Brockville has just recently get got back on the scene there, and they're currently offering uh, specific programs specifically to their female athletes. 
in our case, we currently have athletes in the junior boys division, both under 16 and under 18, the junior girls division, which again is under 16, under 18, and then senior men and senior women. So that that's the uh, extent of the programs that we are offering. But unfortunately, at the moment, rugby isn't a sport that's introduced at an early age around here, at least not yet. We do have plans for minor rugby in the future. Uh, so typically what we see at the moment is a lack of understanding of the sport. And as a result, that tends to lead to an exaggerated fear of the risks that are involved. Um, it's it's unfortunate, but un with uh, YouTube and that sort of thing, videos that come out, people like to take a look at the highlights of the big hits. And sometimes those hits aren't necessarily legal or they're heavily disciplined after they occur. Uh, but people just think that that is something that happens in every game, which isn't the case. Yeah, I get, and I guess it's maybe just the awareness of how the actual sport is run and kind of, you know, what you guys have put in place to kind of minimize those risks. Sure. I think it's cultural as well. I have many cousins overseas where they play rugby in the same way we play hockey. Uh, and the idea to them that we put blades on kids' feet and send them onto the ice with a weapon in their hands, it's very foreign to them in the sense that somehow that's safe simply because they wear a helmet. Um, so there, I think there's a there's a bit of a, a cultural disconnect there as well, I think. But I think rugby is a lot like martial arts in the sense that because it is a combative sport, we are very aware of what's happening to the body. And as a result, we take great pains to make sure those things are being recognized in a way that a sport like say volleyball wouldn't. That's interesting though. Yeah, for example, we would practice, especially with our younger athletes, we practice how to fall before we practice how to hit, you know, being able to understand how the body occupies time and space and how to keep areas of the body safe from high levels of contact. And with the nature of the game itself, there, there's no illusion of invincibility. And as a result, there's a lot of, of respect that takes place. Again, similar to something that you would see in martial arts programming. Yeah, no, I, I completely understand that because uh, my background is boxing. Um, yes, exactly. And I've, I've had this discussion with a few different people as well about, you know, there's a lot of regulations that go into place with fight yes. with fighting. And a lot of people look at boxing as, oh my goodness, it's, it's super, super dangerous. But if you look at the level of people that get concussions from fights, like if they're regulated through Boxing Ontario, everything mm -hmm. is followed. Like if uh, if a referee sees you get hit twice really hard, it's done. Like they don't chance yes. things where I feel like maybe like you were saying, culturally, you look at a combative sport and you're like, oh no, but if you actually knew behind the scenes kind of how everything kind of works, maybe, you know, just that awareness of knowing, you know, the rules and the regulations behind combative sports. Absolutely. Uh, rugby gets compared to American football a lot for obvious reasons with the tackling. Yeah. Um, but a good example there is in football, when you hit someone, you can just shoulder check or body them up. Whereas in rugby, you are mandated that your arms must wrap around the body and they must be taken to ground under control. I think for the most part across the board, rugby has more rules governing contact than hockey and football in terms yeah. of what's allowed and what gets heavily disciplined. It's so, it's uh, so true because even in hockey, you know, they uh, hockey gets 
I'm not sure, but like, it's okay to smash somebody into the boards. But if you think about it, like the level of like people skating and how quickly they're moving and they're smashing someone into boards, it's, it's you know, it's just as physical. Absolutely. And I would argue that mud on a rugby field is a lot more forgiving to the body than hard pack ice. Yes, that's true. That is very true. Um, and also on uh, like high level uh, hockey players, they're that, much faster. <laughs> you know, For there's sure. a lot For more sure. speed going into those things. So yeah, it's interesting. Um, I never actually thought of that until you mentioned it today, but it is very true. Well, I, I, I coach other sports besides rugby, uh, whether that be basketball or in track and field. And for the most part, particularly in other team sports, my injury record for me personally is the lowest among all the sports that I coach. I always run into more issues with basketball as per concussions. And the one season I coached volleyball, volleyball players on that team had more concussions than my rugby squad because wow. girls were taking serves to the back of the head. And everyone is constantly looking up for the ball, whether it's a basketball shot or, you know, a volley. And as a result, people aren't really looking where their feet are. They aren't really cognizant of where their teammates are around them. And as a result, they tend to get blindsided a lot more. Whereas rugby is played so low to the ground, everything's in front of you. There are very rarely any surprises. When you get hit more often than not, you knew it was coming. Yeah, yeah. I, and I can see that. And they say that more and more now with like sports, you know, with balls that are flying really high in the air, even soccer um, mm -hmm. and the like headbutting off the ball. They're saying that's a really bringing like awareness to concussions in soccer. So it's, mm -hmm. I, I think, you know, just getting the awareness of a, a out about all these, the, you know, like how everything works. Uh, because everybody has their idea of what different sports do and how they do, but you don't know until you actually get information and you go look into it and you find out. Yeah, the and it, it happens in other sport, sports I coach in track and field. Uh, I coach in some of the throwing disciplines. And again, just because you don't see a lot of discus in elementary school, there tends to be a little hesitancy just because the sport's new. You know, there's a reason we're less concerned about concussions in soccer and hockey, and that's just because students and athletes start them at younger and younger ages, and they see them in gym classes. And as a result, because it's more familiar, we tend to fear it less. Yeah, yeah, that is true. That is true. Now, um, for your teams and stuff, um, how are people uh, chosen? Like, do you have tryouts, or how are they selected? I know we're kind of coming back. I'm just, I'm just. Actually yeah, so no, curious. that's fine. That's fine. Um, so the the age group piece uh, comes into play there because what we see with U15s, which is what our club runs, there's 15 people on a field from each team with a maximum of 30 athletes running around. Okay. So due to the size of the team. There typically aren't tryouts, especially in the junior programming, which only allocates for athletes within, you know, two years within each other, birth-wise. The senior programming, you see some clubs who run one team and a seconds team, so to speak. Okay. But if you consider how many athletes that involves, like if I'm coaching basketball and I have 15 athletes, that's three full lines to substitute. And that would be considered a gigantic basketball team. But if you bring that over to rugby, that is just one line of rugby athletes with zero substitutions. 
So as a result, uh, we don't have tryouts per se. And especially too, we run during the summer and summer scheduling can be busy. People are traveling, there's other commitments, you know, wedding season, these sorts of things. So again, we just haven't had the need to run tryouts ever, even in uh, my past where I was playing rugby in Kingston or what have you. I typically don't see tryouts happening unless you're looking to play at a very high caliber. You're trying out for a university team or you're trying out for a provincial squad, these sorts of things. I, and I feel like kind of what you were saying, right? You need so many players and to find, you know, that many people like in the community like we're not a huge community right no we're not finding everybody around i mean like do you guys pull from all over the ottawa valley we pull we've had athletes coming in from beachburg from eganville from deep river for the most part our our jurisdiction within the club in terms of our feeder schools like like you alluded to there uh our official jurisdiction within the EORU is from Deep River down to Opiongo High School, which services Eganville and Cobden. And then after that, for athletes who live in Renfrew and Armfrier, it's up to them if they want to travel, if they want to go in a particular direction, particularly with Armfrier. Some of the Ottawa clubs are better geographically located for them. So we don't want to, you know, take away from that, you know, gas is expensive. So uh, (laughs) we are a, a fairly small community. But uh, right now we're pulling in primarily from Petawawa and Pembroke, simply because those are the two biggest centers within those areas. But that's not to say that we don't have people who, uh, you know, discovered the sport at Opiongo and they live in Beachburg and they commute in. Okay, okay. So all over. But that's amazing, though. You guys are covering a really big a part, though, of the Ottawa Valley, you know, from Deep River to into Eganville in that area and up to Beachburg, mm-hmm. like that's still a, a good chunk. And for only having one club, you know, that's amazing that you guys have this here. Well, that's just it. Before we opened up our junior girls programming, uh, shortly before the COVID lockdown hit, I was working with a high school athlete. Well, she's not in high school anymore, but uh, I was working with a young lady who was in high school and was crazy about rugby, loved the sport. And at the time she's living in Pembroke and she was driving about three times a week to Ottawa clubs because nothing was being offered here. And a very talented athlete. She currently starts for a university program in Ontario. And so the talent piece is there. And unfortunately, I, I just, I really felt uncomfortable with the idea of having to commute so far, especially because I'm originally from Kingston and so I, I'm more used to kind of that city center, various programs and things being offered. So we started to look to expand there um, because the talent is here. If I think back to uh, various female athletes I've seen graduate from our junior female program, three of them are playing at post-secondary institutions. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it's, and it's, it, it, but it's being able to offer these programs and these clubs here so that we can, you know, the athletes that are here are able to, you know, get into the sport and get going, you know, because if it's not here, they're never going to know that they're talented at it. Well, and you that's know? just it. The 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 ability to access various programs, and that could be any other sport that would be considered niche in, in the Valley, something like a little cross or something like that. You could have potentially Olympic level athletes just walking around here, but they're just not aware because they didn't have access to the program when they were younger. Well, I, I like, I have a really good example. I grew up here Mm -hmm. and 
I, there was no boxing clubs when I grew up. Right. So the, I didn't have that. I didn't get into boxing till I was 25 and I won two Ontario championships at 26. Exactly. So I, you know, I think back to if I would have had that available here, kind of like what you're saying, right? Mm-hmm. When I was in high school, I feel like that would have been awesome. Yeah. But it's in because of the, you know, the smaller community, there was less things here 20 years ago. Exactly. So that. it was, mm-hmm. but, but it's amazing that, you know, clubs like yours are kind of making way for athletes in all different sports. Well, and I think one of the things that I really appreciate about the sport, and especially from uh, the, the women's side of things, with the 15 positions on the field, there is a position, and I'm not exaggerating here, I'm not just giving lip service, there is a position for every single body type out there, whether they're tall and thin, tall and stocky, short and stocky, you know, small little twigs, there is a position that services that. And I think that's my favorite thing as a rugby coach is I can go in to the schools and talk to young women who are typically not looked for in say a track and field squad or a basketball squad or a volleyball squad and say, please come try this. It's made for you. You are exactly what I'm looking for. And to see that with a lot of young girls who may be struggling with body image issues, it's so, so satisfying to show them, no, sport can look different from what you're used to seeing in your day-to-day gym classes. It's so true. It's so true. And I love that you're, you know, showing that and teaching that to these kids. Well, I mean, it's, it's one of those things. I remember a poster when I was in school in my gym class they put a poster of Olympic athletes and they had a sumo wrestler or professional athletes, I should should say. They had a picture of a jockey and a sumo wrestler next to each other and talking about how they're both professional athletes, right? Like this idea of what athleticism looks like, what sport looks like. It, I really enjoy pushing back against the narrative that particularly I see a lot of young women uh, being exposed to. Yeah, it's 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 very true. I can actually say from coming from my experience, I'm tall and lengthy. Like mm-hmm. I'm I'm not I don't have, you know, I'm not jacked. <laughs> um, sure. So when when people look at me and I told them I'm a boxer, they're like, "What?" Sure, yeah. And because I don't look the image. You got that but reach it, though, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. <laughs> I have the reach. Um, and I have power. But mm-hmm. nobody knows that because, but that's the thing. The whole idea behind it is, you, you know, people put this image on different things, but really and truly anybody can do it. it and like you said, you find, you know, different spots for the girls mm-hmm. and it, they find their friendly niche in themselves. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I mean, there's all kinds of benefits and that sort of thing that I see for a variety of different people that come and join. I often see with a lot of the senior women that do similar to how you join boxing late. When I meet senior women athletes and our senior programming essentially is for anyone that's 18 and over, right? Essentially, if you've graduated high school, you're a senior. Cool. Come join us. There's no cap. (laughs) It's you, you see people playing into their 40s. It's a good time. (laughs) But uh, when they come in, I do meet people who were rookies as seniors and they lament at the fact that they wish they had found the sports center and that sort of thing, because it just it just clicks. Something just works. And yeah, yeah, just trying to make that available sooner. And that ties in with our hopes to eventually have minor rugby available within the short term future as well. Well, that would be really exciting, you know, the, and I, I love that you guys are already offering, you know, a lot for the community within rugby. I mean, you're the only club in, 
you know, the close, like, you know, Pembroke, Petawood mm-hmm. area, but it's still amazing that you guys are doing that because nobody else is, right? And to offer that to minors coming up, you're giving them an opportunity to kind of, you know, build their skills early. Right. And just to try it. I mean, there's not, it, there's a very much a drop off, you know, when we're young and we're kids, we're a lot braver in terms of trying new things because <laughs> everything's kind of a new thing. And then it's unfortunately, so <laughs> we get very self-conscious about ourselves when we become teenagers. And then even more so as adults, we get used to our routine. Uh, so we know very much that it'll be a, a positive feedback loop. It'll benefit our club as well to have uh, programming for the younger age groups as well. And Rugby Ontario has that listed all the way down. And I do want to make it very clear, of course, that for a lot of the minor rugby that's offered, it is non-contact. We build it up very slowly. You know, we start them off. Uh, rugby Ontario goes from uh, U14, so under 14, and to U12, U10, and as young as U8. And at that level, it's essentially like an aggressive version of tag. And essentially it's, you know, (laughs) two hand touch or flag. And it's more about teaching them the, the whole pass backwards thing. And much like you would see at Timbit soccer, trying to keep them from hovering around the ball, you know, like it's a magnet. So (laughs) just teaching some of those early, like, yes, pass backwards. There's not even kicking allowed at the lower levels. Certainly none of the very technical lineups and scrums none of that's taking place and then as they age up throughout the under 10 under 12 etc they start to learn about the other aspects of the game and the field slowly starts to get a little bigger and the playing time starts to get a little longer and there starts to slowly be more people on the field and then by the time they hit u14 that's when we start to teach them about contact but it's very very regimented And then by the time they hit under 16 and what they would be playing in their high schools as well, we then start to see contact. But I mean, with with the way the game's structured, there's no timeouts. The clock never stops unless it's for something major. And as a result, people aren't able to hit as hard as they can for very long anyway, because there's just a lot of cardio involved. (laughs) <laughs> it's true it's true um but that's good though that 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 progression over time you know you're not just and and I'm glad that you're telling me that and us that and everybody that's listening because maybe they weren't aware of that so having you know starting at 8 10 12 that there's no contact it's just the basic foundational skills yeah and again we're not we're not looking to set people up Uh, to be afraid, to be hesitant. Again, it would be something you would see similar in boxing. You're not going to have someone come out who's seven years old and then immediately have them take a roundhouse kick in a kickboxing ring, right? Like that's not (laughs) not conducive or productive or constructive in any way. So it's it's very much what we're hoping for all these things to start to feed into each other. But uh, yeah, it is it is fun watching them slowly learn. And then it's easier for them as players because then they don't have to learn all the kicking rules right away as well as learning how to tackle and everything else, right? It's, it's more of a drinking from a water fountain instead of drinking from a fire hose. But <laughs> I mean, that said, I don't, want to encur- I don't want to discourage anyone who may be age appropriate for our senior programming that we aren't looking for rookies. Rugby is an extremely welcoming sport because it is so niche. It's such a small world. Everyone is very supportive because of the numbers involved. Everyone is is welcoming because we know it just helps us to have more people involved. 
So if, if there is anyone listening, again, and even for the junior side as well, just because you're a rookie that didn't grow up with the game from the time you were seven, it's fine. We're going to teach you all of those things that are required, teach you how to fall, teach you how to pace yourself, all that sort of thing. And it comes with time. Yeah. And you don't, we, myself as a junior coach, I tell the athletes and this is sometime met with some pushback, but for the most part, not very often is that if I don't feel comfortable putting you on a field, you do not go on that field. And that's it. Cause it's a safety thing. And it's one of those pieces where if you are acting ridiculously in practice and you're goofing off and you think that the contact and the physicality of this sport is a joke, you don't go on the field and that's it. That's it. There's no, there's no, like, that's the hill I'm going to die on, especially for the junior athletes. So it's not a, it's not a situation where you come to one practice and immediately we throw you into the thick of it. We know that it is a lot all at once, especially in those early stages. So we create a very, you know, structured environment. Okay. Now we're learning. And as a result, we start to see where some of someone's natural skill is maybe at kicking versus tap tackling maybe it's passing versus you know a particular technical skill and as that starts to get more and more position specific we're able to then start to streamline their training for those positions and uh, teach them how to be safe specific to what is required of that uh, that position yeah and make sure they're like fully understanding everything and you know Ooh. they feel comfortable you know, going into it, but that, but that's important, right? That's a safety yeah. thing. You want to make sure everybody's on the same page. And like you said, you know, you don't throw someone just like for boxing, you don't throw somebody in a ring. You have to go through, you know, gotta, you got to learn all the technique. You got to learn, like you said, how to fall properly. You got to learn how to go over all those things before you, someone just throws you in the fire. You know, <laughs> exactly that. <laughs> so exactly it's, that. it's important, especially in a sport that's more aggressive. You, mm -hmm. you need to have that foundation built before you just jump in. Well, and that's just it. Aggression is a tool. And we want to make sure that that tool is being used at the right time for the right job for the right target. Right. And much the same way with boxing, where you are waiting for your moment to go on the offense versus yeah. defense. Uh, rugby is much the same. If you're running around just trying to be a wrecking ball on the field, that doesn't do anyone any service because rugby is a chaotic, spontaneous game by nature, especially for the younger age groups that we're not going to actively add agents of chaos onto the field. <laughs> it's, it's true. It would just it's, be a, oh my goodness. No, that would yeah, not be good. Yeah, it's no good. It's no, <laughs> it's no good. Um, this is, this is great though. Like I'm, I feel like I'm learning a lot and it's interesting <laughs> how, you know, different sports, you can find the similarities between. Um, it's, it's, it's very neat. Oh, sure. I use a lot of sports with regards to teaching rugby, like a scrum where we have eight bodies kind of pressing against each other. Yeah. It fulfills the exact same purpose as a face-off in hockey. That's it. Yeah. It's the exact same thing. We just do it with more people. And instead of a hockey stick, we have a specific position that looks to hook the ball. And instead of the ref dropping the puck, we have a specific position that inputs the ball. Hmm, that's interesting. I like that. I, I've never thought of... I've never thought of it that way either. <laughs> it's it's for minor infractions that were accidental and not malicious. The exact same thing that you would see in a face-off in hockey. Whereas a line-out, which is when the ball goes out of bounds and gets brought back in, 
It's a combination of a soccer throw-in, a basketball jump ball with a little bit of cheerleading in terms of lifting people into the air. <laughs> That's good. That's good. <laughs> it's it's interesting. I'm I'm really happy to be going over all this with you because I'm learning a lot. Uh, <laughs> happy to teach happy to teach yes yes um and i'm sure a lot of people that are going to be listening are going to be learning as well <laughs> um and I'm, I'm curious too like how you guys did this past season well the season's still ongoing by the time this airs the season will have wrapped but uh oh, the, okay. the season has been going great we've been seeing again growth in every single program which is what we're looking to do our big kind of jewel in our crown this season was that we hosted our first senior women's home game in the Valley ever. Full stop. First time senior women's club rugby has had a home game in the Valley. And that was oh, up on the wow. Petaluma base. So it was great. Uh, everyone was very supportive, including the other clubs. There's plenty of socializing, socializing at the beach after. Uh, and it was just very supportive. Like, yes, we're growing the sport. And it's one of those things, too, where, you know, the visual reminder of someone's walking by, oh, what's that about? Um, you know, and just kind of bringing up the profile of the sport in the Valley. I love that. I'm super happy. Like, that makes me so happy that you guys were able to do that here. Yeah, it's been great. The senior women's program has been seeing a lot of growth in general. The club that we combined with last year. Uh, since they were coming out of COVID as well and really struggling with numbers, they didn't need to combine with us this year. Wow. Uh, they were, they've experienced enough growth that they're able to come back in as their own club. And that's, that's the eventual goal, especially with senior women's. If we can have clubs that have their own teams, that means there's more games. That means there's more rugby. Yes. So as a result, we, we got together there with uh, two other clubs specifically the Lanark Highlanders who operate out of the Perth Carlton Place Smith Falls area. Okay. And the Ottawa Ospreys, which tend to be located around Canada, specific to Ottawa. Each Ottawa neighborhood has its own club. Okay. So uh, we've been combining with them to be Ozark, essentially. And uh, they've been extremely supportive of us being able to host these home games and just to to raise the profile of rugby. Oh, that, that I'm I'm so glad that you guys that you guys got to do that here. And yeah. do you do you find that the awareness for your club has has grown though? Like, has there been more people, like I guess your women's, you were mentioning your women's, was there a lot more this past year that yes. signed up? Or? It, it's tricky. Our Both senior programs are kind of at the mercy of posting season. Uh, so sometimes oh. we get a particular year or it's a heavy exercise year, that sort of thing, where we tend to see some higher versus lower numbers. But our numbers from the senior women's program went up. Okay. And I think part of that also helped because the previous year we were able to host some junior games for our junior athletes. And I, it's one of those positive feedback loops, right, where they people see the game, they get interested, they start to ask questions. Whereas if they don't get to see the game happening around them, then it's just a hypothetical. What is this sport? That sort of thing. Uh, the other big reason we've seen a lot of growth is we've been really working closely with the high school programming okay. to get a high school league back. Because before, again, before COVID lockdown, we had a vibrant 15s women's program running through the high schools in the area and unfortunately that fell off we're trying to bring it back as rugby sevens uh now 
all that means is that there's seven players on the field per team instead of 15. Okay. But it's still the same sport. Consider how with volleyball, you have like court volleyball, more people, longer games, much more technical. And then you have beach volleyball, fewer people, faster games, you know, a little more highlight ish. Okay. Um, so that's, it's much the same there. So rugby sevens is just seven on seven, two seven minute halves. And that's what they play at the Olympics because it supports a tournament structure much better. Um, and it's a lot less technical, you know, the scrums are really keyed down. It's a lot more one-on-one situations, but we've been able to see growth there as well because we're able again with positive feedback loops. Okay. This is how we can support the high school clubs right? The high school teams. Yeah. And then as a result, they have incoming grade nines who might try rugby for the first time through their high school, you know, get very interested and then want to join our club in the summer. And then they train with us all summer and then they enter the fall and they're a stronger high school team and around and around and around. Oh, that's interesting though. And I'm curious, where do you guys, like, where's your practices held or like, where do you guys play? Uh, Is it in Pembroke? Is it in Petawawa? We look to split the difference a little bit for travel. We do two practices a week, one in Petawawa, one in Pembroke. Okay. Uh, to to try and split up the driving that's happening for people who are coming in from either deeper Chalk River yep. or from down in Eganville. So we uh, we are currently practicing and we tend to practice at Fellows High School for our Pembroke practice and then up on base at Petawawa, which is an actual rugby field. It's not a mixed field for rugby and soccer. It is a rugby only field oh okay. so we're able to yeah we're able to work through more technical things there we definitely don't have to fight for field time <laughs> <That's> <laughs> um, <good. laughs> but yeah we like to split a little bit and then sometimes with combination teams sometimes there's a combination practice where uh, we're invited down to a practice in ottawa or in lanark which you know for the social side of things that's everything grows the sport and that's, that's the hope with a lot of clubs right now is just keep growing it, keep bringing it back. Oh, well, well, I'm, I'm really happy. You know, you guys got spots here, you know, Petawal, Pembroke, bringing everybody together, kind of switching it up and you have opportunities to, you know, go to Ottawa. And like you Ooh. said, you know, you get to meet more people, more, you know, more awareness that way as well. So that's great. Yeah, no, it, it's been a very good season. Uh, playoffs run in August. Uh, so by the time this airs, that'll be done. So hopefully we, we do well. <laughs> it's look it's looking good. <laughs> I will definitely be sharing how you guys do. <laughs> I'll definitely make sure to share that because um, I definitely want to know as well. Uh, but yeah, so to close up our uh, the show tonight, I just want to know kind of I would love to know your story and like what fuels sure. your passion for rugby. Um, so when I was younger, I went overseas, uh, with my family to visit other family. Well, when I had graduated from elementary school. So that summer there, before I started high school, we went overseas. And while I was there, my cousins introduced the sport to me, immediately hooked, loved it. And so when I started high school in Kingston that year, I was just dead set on rugby. This was going to happen. And in Kingston, the high school season runs as a spring sport. And immediately that became my, you know, my claim to fame in high school is like, yeah, that's the girl that's crazy about rugby. <laughs> so, uh, some game rules have changed since then. Um, not to date myself, but that was in the early thousands. So <laughs> there have been some rule changes since. But I think it offered a, 
it still offers a lot of the things to teenagers now that it offered to me then. Uh, it was a healthy, structured place to work through a lot of frustration and intense emotions, which was major. And I yeah. still see as a result for a lot of young kids. And there are legitimate opportunities for leadership, like captaincy in rugby. It means something. Uh, it's not just lip service where you go up for the coin flip and then the coach is running the game for the rest of the day. It's one of those things where because there are no timeouts, it's often the players are on the field that are making the calls, right? This is what we're going to do. And it's just about you and your teammates around you looking to execute something and looking to execute it well. And so that meant something as a captain making the call. It, uh, and it really kind of fueled, fueled me in terms of looking for a strong team environment that would do well. And then uh, after high school, I began coaching rugby as an assistant coach after I graduated. Although at the time it was difficult to balance that with uh, joining the army. So uh, there was a time there where I was a little too busy a little with uh, work-based things that I wasn't able to return to rugby until the mid 10s. Okay. Uh, but it's, it's still the same sport I fell in love with. I think even more so now, uh, the culture of rugby is respect, full stop. Um, you don't see the prima donna attitude towards refs like you do in say basketball, right? Only the captain gets to talk to the ref on the rugby field. Oh. Whereas you watch, you know, a game in the NBA and everyone's trying to influence the ref's calls. The ref doesn't even want to hear from the coaches unless you're doing a substitution. The ref is respected and that's it. And you know they're going to get some stuff wrong because they're trying to, you know, organize 30 people running around hitting each other. <laughs> you yeah. know they're going to mess something. It's just something that's accepted and you get over it and you get on with it. You know, that's a lot of like life skills that you're learning as you play, you know, yes. like the respect, that foundation of respecting, you know, the the coaches and stuff, because you, you are right. There's a lot of sports that uh, they'll scream at the refs and, you Absolutely. know, and you're not actually, I heard this recently too. I was talking to somebody and they were talking about how much respect there is in rugby. And I feel like that's something mm -hmm. that, you know, I feel like more people should be aware of or know the at least the base you know uh like how much your kids will learn from being in a sport like that yeah and i mean and you see this too even at the professional levels with something like soccer like all the dramatic field antics where it looks more like a drama class rather than a soccer game <laughs> um there's no time for any of that in rugby if you do that like the assessment of your character drops if you're pulling that you're expected to get on with it unless you are legitimately hurt but like playing up an injury that's not kosher um it's one of those pieces where the respect is twofold right you're meant to respect the game with your play as much as you're expected to respect the ref and even your teammates i always used to laugh when i was in high school my closest friends we would always give each other the hardest time like i'd look to hit her as hard as i could and i say this now as a coach to younger athletes who are maybe a little concerned about hurting their friend. And I keep telling them, don't disrespect them by thinking that they can't handle this because they can. And it's a sport that'll teach you that you can handle it. It's such a spontaneous sport. It's a lot all at once, but you see this, you see this idea start to slowly take hold where I can handle this. And then that starts to really flourish in rugby. And then you start to see it show up in other aspects of their life. I've worked with some athletes who have had some, 
you know, legitimate anxiety troubles and the, the spontaneity and the chaos of the sport and learning that they can handle this, right? It might not go the way you want it to, but you can handle it. You can handle what's, what's coming. And, but that plays, you see that start to show up in other areas. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, it, it, you don't realize, but those those skills and those attributes that you're learning through sport end up coming into your life in yeah. different ways. Yeah, it's um, it just shows up in. Oh, I could I could like wax poetic about the respect culture <laughs> in rugby. But I mean, there's some other aspects that really support the sport. Um, unfortunately, there is an element of classism in some sports with equipment costs and that sort of thing. Rugby, you got a mouth guard, you got some cleats, soccer cleats are fine. If you got that, go, <laughs> you know, our, <laughs> our biggest costs are, you know, various insurance needs uh, with Rugby Canada and Rugby Ontario. But I mean, overall, it's just, it's the ultimate team sport. You don't even get to pick your number in rugby. You don't get a say in what number your jersey is because the number on your jersey denotes the position on the field. And that can change game to game. Right. Yeah. yeah. It is. It is about the jersey. And if you watch even if you watch professional um, like the national women's team that played just recently in Ottawa in the Pacific Four series, there's no last names on the back of the shirts. Right. It's just it's the team jersey. It's not about the individual there. It's about the team. And with 15 positions, I mean, it's impossible to be a ball hog, right? <laughs> just with the nature of the sport. And then with 15 positions, there's so many uh, opportunities for people to get their shine for various things, whether that's they can run circles and score or they can make those big hits, whatever that looks like. Um, it just there's so many opportunities for people to go on and on in terms of showing what they bring to the table in a team environment. It's just, it's one of those things where I, I have so many stories about various young athletes really starting to come into their own. Um, but I've, I've run into various high school coaches where they'll say things to me like, I don't know what you did, but she's the first one out of the, the gym class change room now and she's doing laps around the track to get ready for the next game. Whereas before it was like pulling teeth to get her involved in a gym class. Right. Because it, you know, it was a body type that hadn't been celebrated before. And she found out, no, there are people that celebrate it. And that just bolstered everything. Oh, but that's I, I think, you know, what people don't realize sports do. Yeah. You know? And it's it's it sports do so much more than just the physical aspects. It, there's so so much more and that's why I love sports yeah. <laughs> that's why I love talking you know I talk to all these different sport organizations in the area and it's it we always come back to the same thing and it you know we talk about how much sport impact kids teenagers mm -hmm. adults even like it's a it's a really healthy outlet yeah. and it's important no, I could, I could go on and on with various stories. Like, honestly, someone please stop me. Start playing the music like they do at the award shows. <laughs> I'll, I'll hold you captive for hours, I'm sure. <laughs> well, I really, I really enjoyed chatting with you tonight. It was really nice getting to know you and learning all about uh, the Petawawa Pembroke and Valley Rugby Football Club mm -hmm. and yourself. You know, like, and it was nice to hear about kind of all you guys are doing, what you guys have planned. Um, it was really, really nice. Well, thank you. I appreciate the opportunity.
Yes, yes. And for all of everybody that's listening and perhaps wanting more information, when where could they find more information? Well, one of the things we're really focused on this offseason is launching our own website, which unfortunately we don't have up. Um, but we'll look to share with you once we do get it up in terms of where people can find us. But in the meantime, we are on social media. We're on uh, Facebook under Petawawa Pembroke and Valley Rugby Football Club. I do want to take a quick second to mention the football reference is a naming convention specific to rugby. We don't actually offer football. It's just, <laughs> it's just a naming convention that we're held to. All clubs are held to. Uh, and we are also on Instagram at predator.rugby. Uh, if you see a blue and orange bear icon, you found the right place. <laughs> okay well thank you so much thanks for all the information thanks for sharing all that you guys do um it was awesome learning about uh, the rugby club here that's offered for everybody um again thanks so much for coming on the ottawa valley series podcast thank you so much noelle it's been fun 